Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Mike Wallace doesn't have all that much driving experience. For the last three or four years, he's put in his views in this business. Mike Wallace comes down to the line. He'll pick up the win. It's fast car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. The battle's for the lead. Mike Wallace gets by Jason Leffler. Mike Wallace comes off turn number four. A great move in that corner. He comes to the line and will win. From grassroots to the top of the racing world, hear the stories of NASCAR's biggest names and how they made it all the way. Who was Tony Stewart before he was Tony Stewart? I could barely make enough money to pay attention, let alone to try to survive. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Mike Wallace and Jeff Kent. Welcome to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace, part of the Speed Sport Podcast Network, powered by My Race Pass. My name is Jeff Kent. Strap yourselves in, pull those belts tight. We'll take you on a journey from short tracks across America to super speedways and everything in between. We're brought to you today by Mark Fick and Ford Lincoln on South Boulevard. The team at Mark Fick and Ford Lincoln works hard every day to be a community partner in supporting their customers, local businesses, as well as being involved in local charities and programs. Visit FordLincolnCharlotte.com today for your next vehicle selection service appointment or collision need mike welcome to the show we had longtime motorsports personality linda vaughn slated to join us today but she lives in uh, southern california and they had uh, they, a little a little hillary mess over there and i saw some of the video on news this morning a lot of mudslides and also she's dealing with that she'll be a guest on the show at some point later down the line, known as the first lady of motorsports. She's very, very famous and a very nice lady. And I, she, she was, she was willing to still come on, but she was going through some challenges to make sure some things that were flooding in the area. And I says, hey, we don't need to inconvenience. Man, there were some time. people dealing with mudslides and what. I mean, mud up to you know six feet high up on the side of the house. You know, it, so. isn't it amazing, Jeff? Gnarly. How you don't think of things and then all of a sudden. A uh, natural disaster, we'll call that. Right. Well, you know, just it rained. It, haven't had any rain. We need and rain. And then fires in Hawaii, wildfires in, in Greece. I think the good Lord may be angry. He, he's not. He's. Um, <laughs> I had a conversation with him. Him and I are really tight. Yeah. And uh, I had a conversation with him, and he says, uh, "Y'all are getting too weird." I'm going to calm you down. Exactly. I'm going to I'm going to throw you some uh, things to remember what life's all about. And uh, you know, you're a music guy. I am. And uh, I forget his name, but uh, Rich Men North of Richmond. How about that song, man? That's been a little bit of everywhere over the past uh, 
week or two. Yeah, um, just talking about how people are in uh, society. I, I thought it was, you know, at first I didn't understand the song until I read read the lyrics yeah. as he was singing them. Now that dude, it's pretty factual. First of all, is good, is talented, but that's a very powerful message in that song, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. No so, doubt. So, so anybody that hasn't heard it, and you're a music guy, but it's called in the title, "Rich Men North of Richmond." And that means all the politicians in, in Washington, D.C. You bet. Right? You bet. And, and you can find it on YouTube or anything. Yeah. So, and, and right, I think I'm hearing right that gentleman. And our show today is us talking. Jeff and I are going to communicate and talk about We're going to talk about racing. Sure. We're going to talk about some of the things that have happened this season. We're going to Daytona uh, this weekend for the Coke Zero 400 Saturday night. Um Hey, here's one for you. The name, the name of the Xfinity race, the Wawa 250. The Wawa 250. <laughs> what <laughs> what the it, hell is Wawa? Wawa, believe it or not, is a uh, is a convenience store chain. Is it really a big convenience store chain? Kind of like uh, what QT is in our right, area, yeah. or you know some. But uh, Wawa is. Uh, I knew it was big up in the north, the Pennsylvania area. Then I don't know where else. The Wawa 250. Yeah, nice places and uh, very, very cool. So, so we're uh, racing in Daytona this weekend and the trucks in the Arkham Menard Series in Milwaukee. You know, I love. I won Milwaukee. Did, did you, you know that? I won I that in an Xfinity car um, many years ago. And uh, Jeff, breaking news. Breaking, <laughs> what do you got? Rich is over there making all these sorts of hand signals <laughs> at me like, he. there's a call. There's a call. So apparently we have a. A special call-in guest that we don't know about. You want to find out who it is? Hello, caller. Identify yourself, please. Uh, yes, my name is Kenny Wallace. I'm out of St. Louis, Missouri, uh, home of the big one. Hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. That's a big time. Well, I can, my brother Kenny's calling. He's in He's in Mexico. How about Kenny Wallace joining us on, on the line here? Hey, Kenny, I saw your coffee with Kenny this morning. It was pretty uh, comical. Well, we have a good time. You know, there, there's an old saying, uh, when are you going to shut up? You're annoying. And, man, I just keep on living. Yeah. So <laughs> tomorrow I'll be 60 years old, and he just won't shut up. He's annoying. Just keeps on rolling. <laughs> <laughs> and, Brandy, you're a fine girl. <laughs> God, what a great song. <laughs> that is a good song. Hey. You know so on the was, coffee with Kenny thing, he he started singing that actually. So that's how I got that. Oh really? How's it go, Herm? <laughs> give us a give us a few choruses. Um, there's a port on the Western Bay, and it's just a really good song. You're a fine girl. You know I love it. it it's, uh, You're a fine girl. What a good yeah. wife you would be. You got to realize, Herm, I get to deal with uh, or work with Jeff every Monday, and he is the, a music connoisseur. He knows yeah. every band, every type of music. I have more thing. musical useless knowledge in my brain than anyone should ever have. Never let anybody feel make you feel bad about loving life, loving music. Music exists because it makes us feel good. Yeah, I was so this morning I'm sitting there and I watched that uh, Carnival cruise ship roll in, and it reminded me of that song. And I said, "Well, hell." You know, uh, that coffee with Kenny, uh, it took off a life of its own. Just talk about everything under the sun. And I have people walk up to me, and that's the one that I get, you know, the most talk about. So we do it when we think it's right. We got something to say. Well, I guess now, since you surprised us and called in, which we're thrilled about, because we were just going to recap the year and talk about things in general. We just got to talking right before you called in about that show that's, or that song that's taking the internet by storm. That, <laughs> well, it, it's Richmond North of Richmond or Richmond oh, yeah. North, of Richmond. North of Richmond. Yeah. Just talk about society, how it is, and there's a guy that come out of nowhere and made a statement, and it's like, wow, that's a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It and uh, everything in life. You know, over the last six years has been so controversial, so brutal that, you know, I was having a tough time going to sleep at night. And I just I really had to do my very best to turn politics off. Now, I know what's going on. 
believe me, I pay attention to it all, but man, oh man, it's, it's just a brutal world right now. You know, but you know, when I look back at history though, I mean, the Vietnam war and, uh, you know, when the, uh, when Jap Japan bought Pearl Harbor, I mean, we've gone through some tough times. It just seems more psychological right now with social media. Everybody's so depressed, so much anxiety in the world right now. But, uh, I feel like I'm living my best life, but yes, I'm aware of that song. It's a catchy little tune. Uh, very rich, wealthy men north of my best track, where I've won three infinity <laughs> races, Richmond, Virginia. Well, you know, talking about winning races, and um, I didn't have a thought even what I was going to talk to you about, but you have had an incredible year dirt racing. I mean, well, you're first, second, or third everywhere you go. I am at the end of my career. You've been uh, at the end so, of your career for the last six years. So mm -hmm. just, right, just letting you know right. that. Just, exactly. That aggravates a lot of people. You're in the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know our, our big brother, Rusty, said, Herm, I watch your stuff. He says, you, you take that knife, and he says, you just put it right to the skin, but you never go all the way through. And I said, I like that analogy. <laughs> yeah. He he said, oh, Herman knows how far to go. That's what Big Brother Rusty Wallace said. I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm excited because you even motivated our pal Kenny Schrader to go out and win a race last week. So uh, you, you guys, uh, in your late days of racing for the last six, seven, ten years, you're just getting better and better. And Schrader had a good uh, race, the SRX race, the other night in Missouri. Kenny, you said that was uh, an incredible experience. Talk about that for a few minutes. So I want to I, I want to talk about that SRX race, but I, I you know I went to Sturgis with Brother Rust, and he said something I want to share with all of you. He looked at me and he says, "You know, you got to stay racing to keep your reps in." Uh, Rusty hasn't been in a car uh, for quite a while. So Mike talking about Kenny Schrader winning that Pinty, uh, Pinty is a grocery store up in Canada. They sponsor the NASCAR Canadian series. So Schrader went up there and won the race on dirt. He's extremely good race car driver. Kenny Schrader is one of the best of all time. And uh, I agree with Rusty. If you stay racing, you can stay competitive. But if you get out of it and stop, it's extremely hard to get back in. Now, I do want to address the SRX race, like you said, uh, and I just did a YouTube special about that. We'll be coming out today or tomorrow. It's it's amazing when you look at the age of these uh, great NASCAR drivers. Uh, Clint Boyer is uh, 44, so that means he quit NASCAR at 40, 41 years old. Uh, Ryan Newman is 45. It is insane how young these drivers have quit in NASCAR. But these guys run this SRX series. And when you go back a couple, two, three SRX races ago, uh, Clint Boyer challenged Kyle Busch for the, for the win. Uh, these guys are just quitting NASCAR at an early age. So the SRX, ser SRX series is just seeing some of the best race car drivers in the world. And well, how good is Jonathan Davenport? Wow. He smoked well, everybody. He, well, you know what? I, I always quote, people that mean a lot to me my brother my brother mike has taught me so many things but one thing i learned is this it's sad to say but you got to remind people so jonathan davenport has won so many dirt races so many championships he won a one million dollar race last year then this year he won another really big race uh, all he did was remind people but people in NASCAR are very focused only on NASCAR. And that's all they know is NASCAR. But there's this whole other world out there, and Davenport is just one of the greatest, and he just showed it. Well, tell us about your race. You're, you're one of the greatest. I mean, you were invited to run a, two or three of those races. I mean, that's a huge deal just to even get invited to be part of it. What was your SRX experience? <laughs> <laughs> Brother, you can't you can't jack with me. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think I'm, about I'm it. The king, I'm the king of jacking with people. Yeah, so well, the, re the, okay. the reason. Okay. Hey, let me just ask you, Herm. You, you kind of, you know, 
<laughs> nah, I'm not going to go. I was going to. Uh, let me, let me Did you have fun all? SR after races? Okay. All I want to know. Let, let me explain it to you. Okay. They invited Haley Deegan because she's a girl and she's really good. Okay. They invited me because I'm the king of social media and I'm a great entertainer. Let's be honest. Okay. So, uh, the, you know, it's like. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say it that way. It, hey, hey <laughs> remember, remember the advantage I have on everybody. And the reason I win at everything is because I, I know you can't get the man when he already knows why. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it, it's just a deal. Uh, you, you got to know where you fit in, in life. You got to know your strengths. I, I've never worried about being the greatest race car driver of all time, because there's no great race car driver of all time. And, and, and so the SRX series is made, it's entertaining. Uh, I was taking the lead from Bobby Labonte in the heat race. And they threw a caution for a TV timeout. <laughs> so, well, you're in the entertainment business. <laughs> that, well, now you're catching on. <laughs> so, you know, it is, is, it's my world. We're all living in it. And we're just having a damn good time. Would you ever know that, Jeff? You're living in Herm's world. I did not know it. Yeah. But I do now. R Rich is over smiling. He's like, I dig this. I'm <laughs> living in. I, I, I have. I have aggravated more people getting this far in my career. I never knew that I got underneath so many people's word uh, nerves for not winning enough. <laughs> that Wallace, that Wallace is too famous. He, he don't deserve it. I'm like, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, where does all this keep coming from? <laughs> so back up a little bit. Tell us about Sturgis. Was that a fun time? You always the last couple of years. You said you had a good time out there. Was it the same this year? Well, I think Sturgis is a wonderful event. It, it, the crowd's getting older. Uh, you know, it's a deal where our brother, Rusty, uh, started going out there 19 years ago with NASCAR president, Mike Helton. They would leave Dover, and they were able to separate, you know, Helton being the boss and, and Rusty and all of them going out there. So 19 years later, uh, you know, our big brother's still going out there, and uh, they asked me to come out because I make everybody happy, and I entertain people. And they're like, uh, bring your brother out here. He's funny as hell. <laughs> so uh, my, my job in life is to make people feel good about themselves, entertain them, and I keep getting invited out there, and I have a four-day limit. I said, listen, I'll be there three or four days, and then I got to go home. Uh, so that's pretty much what Sturgis is all about. It's a lot of fun, uh, entertain some people, make them laugh, and I go back home. Well, you've entertained everybody here for, for 15 minutes, and I know it's your you're getting ready to celebrate your birthday. Birthday party. So we don't want to keep you. But we enjoy you joining us, unless you want to stay on. But, uh, you know, no, you're, the, the you're, only, you're the going only... to be 60 tomorrow. And you know what, yeah. Jeff or Kenny, what do you think about we call this segment Cocktails with Kenny? <laughs> it's I, like yeah, I'll tell you what, it's I can't a... drink very much anymore. Well, I've had so many margaritas down here. You can't drink anymore if you've had so many margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cocktails with Kenny because it's afternoon that we've started talking. I like it. He had coffee with himself earlier. So, Herm, thanks for joining us. Jeff, what do you think? Kenny Wallace, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your vacation, my man. I okay, just want I just want to add that I think the biggest surprise in the NASCAR series this year is Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott, two drivers with Henrik Motorsport, both got hurt. And right. took their chances of being in the playoffs out. And I really don't think we're going to know who's going to win this deal until we get to Phoenix. Because it, 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 you look at Chase Elliott, he had a bad pit stop, uh, you know, a week ago. So it's, it's going to come down to the very end. And that's a great lead into next segment. That's what we'll take a break here. We'll come back and we'll talk about the current point situation. What do you say, Mike? Thanks, Herm. You've been Love listening. You, brother. You've Love been you. listening Remember, to cocktails with Kenny. <laughs> hey, hey, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, there he goes. It's yeah. Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the Speedsport Podcast Network, powered by My Race Pass and NASCAR Digital Media. Hi, it's Mike Wallace. 
You need to get behind the wheel of a vehicle that's built tough with Mark Ficken Ford Lincoln. Right now, you can get $500 off any new or used vehicle that we have in stock. That's right, $500 off any vehicle that's currently in stock. To take advantage of this deal, simply visit FordLincolnCharlotte.com slash Wallace. Don't miss out on this opportunity to save big on our entire inventory. Get $500 off of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs at Mark Ficken Ford Lincoln on South Boulevard now. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to the Speed Sport Podcast Studios. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. My name is Jeff Kent. We're brought to you today by Mark Fick and Ford Lincoln on South Boulevard. The team at Mark Fick and Ford Lincoln works hard every day to be a community partner in supporting their customers, local businesses, as well as being involved in local charities and programs. Visit FordLincolnCharlotte.com today for your next vehicle selection, service appointment, or collision need. It was cool of your brother, Kenny Wallace, to join us on segment number one of the show today cocktails with kenny happy birthday kenny wallace i like that he yeah. one of the last things he was talking about was the fact that alex bowman and and chase elliott got hurt this season and they're probably uh, barring a win at daytona this weekend probably not going to be in the playoffs but uh, so that's got to be disappointment to fans it's got to be disappointing to nascar because those are two popular drivers well i'm gonna tell you who it's really you know bothers more than any of those that's hendrick motorsports right you know, they, uh, that's a big organization. It takes a lot of money, cash, to run that organization. And I, I talked to Hendrick Motorsports. When I say talk to Hendrick Motorsports, some of the management people there a couple years ago, and they say, look, we every year we plan on all of our cars being in the playoffs or racing for, you know, back in the day when you, you'd race for a championship or top 10 in points was a big deal. They always – planned on and they budgeted for they're racing for a championship championship yeah. so uh yeah what a, what a big deal think about that right i mean it's just like a football team what is their goal in training camp football teams are in training camp or preseason right now what is their goal to better win be to win super bowl, bowl. yeah that's exactly right not yeah. to get to it to win it yeah so, so you know thing. for the people that don't know hurt a little bit and uh chase elliott was snowboarding right or right. some type of skiing yeah uh, back, I think it was what Phoenix earlier this year. It was uh, early in the season. Early yeah. in the season, so he breaks his leg, breaks his ankle, does something, and he's out for like six races. Yeah, he was out six, eight weeks, something like that. Then he come back, yeah, right. Got in a little skirmish and helped turn a driver. They caught. They say he hooked him on the straightaway. Then they suspended him. Remember NASCAR suspended That's him for right. one week for. Rough driving. That's correct. You know, so, so. It's been, I mean, it's been an off season for Chase Elliott. So then you got you step from Chase Elliott, still in the Hendrick Motorsports camp. You got Alex Bowman mm -hmm. driving that you know Ally car. Well, he's at a sprint car race, gets flipping upside down, he broke his back, and yeah. Did you see the video from that? I, I caught Good the end Lord. of it. And so they're they're Violet wrecks, and so Hendrick Motorsports th this year has had two of their four drivers hurt. In, quote, extracurricular racing, but Mr. Hendricks is fine with it because I, Chase Elliott is back running short track cars and everything else. And Alex Bowman, I don't think he's got back in a sprint car yet, but uh, Kyle Larson's knocking out of the ballpark still every week in a in an open-wheel car. So. Yeah, I think Alex's mom told him he couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the race over the weekend? The go bowling at the Glen. One of the Hendrick Motorsports drivers dominated that, William Byron. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I liked the race, the first five laps of it. And then it kind of got stretched out. And, you know, the, the last two road course races, they, they award points, bonus points for the, uh, you know, what they call the stage break. But there was no break, But right? they, they still awarded it. Yeah. They still threw the green and white checkered flag, but they don't take a break. They didn't caution flag the race. Why is that? 
I don't know. I uh, I don't know if it's time situation. I'm I'm going to repeat one thing that I'd heard, and I heard it from a true fact. This is not a mysterious thing, and it's not my hypothetical thought. It's real. You know, in the last two years, NASCAR racing has became become a gambling sport. Mm-hmm. You can gamble on it. All the now here's what's crazy: all the competitors. The drivers especially have got to sign and go through this gambling course before you get your NASCAR license. I went through it. I've seen it. You got to tell you got to promise NASCAR that you're not going to try to fix the outcome of the race. Right. You're not going to gamble on the race. And if you you're caught doing any of the above, you're kicked out of NASCAR. So, it's real serious. Like it's a serious penalty. Uh, you know, we all think about back in the day, the, the uh, Pete Rose gambling on baseball thing, you know, has kept him out of the Hall of Fame forever and ever. And uh, so they tell me the reason they're not throwing as many cautions, uh, you know, there used to be what they call the Jacques Debris caution, that famous piece of debris called Jacques Debris. <laughs> Nobody could ever find it. The, the Phantom Debris caution. Everybody yeah. remembers those. Yeah, so we had those, and those were— once you realize what it was all about, it was uh, to help the entertainment of the race. It was to close the field up. Well, I'm told that NASCAR and whoever the, the, the legal people in gambling are, they cannot just throw them cautions anymore because they feel it will change the outcome of the race. Right. Or it can dictate or there are certain things they're gambling on at a certain time. Now, will anybody say, oh, yeah, that's why we stopped doing it? I don't know. But I do know yeah. that that's it makes perfect sense. That's that's the real deal. Now we got a lot of money involved in off-track wagering, and I, I NASCAR was 100% behind that. You know they're they're involved in it, so I think uh, it's just they don't want to change the outcome of the race in any way. So a lot of the fans were upset because of the no stage breaks, and I, you know I don't know why that would upset a fan, but there was a poll taken after the race in Watkins Glen. Where 61% of race fans said that that was not a good race on Sunday. Yeah, well, I, uh, well, 61% of the fans yeah. said they didn't like it. So I think they got to look back at it and go, okay, what can we do and what fixes it? You know, because early on when there were stage breaks, you know, the hardcore NASCAR fans said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I don't think you should have – she just race, race, race. Yeah. Well, then I think the stage breaks become popular. Right. You know, you get up, go to the bathroom, get you a drink, give yourself a couple minutes and get back and not miss anything. And even though you can re- – most people have the capability of rewinding a race at, on television. And, and everybody that you hear pretty well, all the, like all the people that are talking – are the people that won't buy the ticket and go to the race. You know, they're sitting at home telling you what's wrong with the race. <laughs> and the people that are at the racetrack, now, was that 61% people at the racetrack or just a general overall? It didn't say. Maybe it did, and I didn't get that far yeah. into the article. But, you know, 61%, these are all race fans. And then it was 30, 30-something percent said they enjoyed the race, and yeah, a very I, small percentage had no comment. You know, the one thing I really want to compliment the racetrack, Watkins Glen on, that was the third race in a row, Jeff. They were sold out. Third race right. in a row, they sold out Watkins Glen. So the event itself must be a lot of fun. What I mean, the camping and the pit yeah, they road. They must be doing some good promotion. Just a lot of good things. Well, maybe the race isn't the best. In advance and and. Yeah, but I mean, it's you a, have to create experiences for people. We've heard that from different promoters. Jerry Gaffin's told us the same thing. Right? Mm-hmm. You're going to make them want to come back. Yeah, so whatever they're doing up there, and uh, that is a racetrack that's owned by NASCAR. So uh, we, we don't want to divide, divide it anymore, you know, because NASCAR owns so many of the racetracks mm-hmm. that they know what it takes. And, uh, you know, I kind of said that to you guys when we before we started. I said, ah, other than the first few laps, it was kind of boring, I thought, because it got all stretched out. And then, you know, you throw a pit road penalty in there with Michael McDowell. He goes from leading that real great feel-good story. Michael McDowell wins at Indianapolis. It looks like he's got a good shot to win Watkins Glen. Yeah. Rolls down pit road and goes through too many pit boxes. That's racing.
That's racing. <laughs> that face looked just like my little brother does when he does. <laughs> That's racing. I got to get you two together and just do a live video conversation, singing and talking and giving one-offs. We can do it. Well, you know, I'm just happy that we're done with the road courses for now anyway, right? Do you like road course racing? Do you like watching any of it? As a, as a break, I do. So, you know, Sonoma, okay. Um, Watkins Glen, okay. But now, you know, racing uh, on the road course at Indy, on the road course at Daytona, no. Yeah. No, you got to race on the Just big track. too much of it, right? Yeah. 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 I'm glad you said that because that's what I thought. And then I think, well, I'm, I'm too old. I'm thinking, you know, we're, we're, we're losing. And I so when I use the word we or were or whatever, uh, it's because I made a career, a late-life career, making a living driving NASCAR race cars. So it's really – to our family, the Wallace family, Rusty, Kenny, and myself, it's really pretty increment, instrumental to us to see the sport prosper. Absolutely. What? <laughs> the computer screen. Yeah, you, so, you know, I took a pause because this is one of the shows we – Linda Vaughn wasn't uh, – we chose and she chose that we – because of the floods out there not to call in. So we're watching a time thing here. On our really cool stuff, and it all started to start changing. I'm thinking, did we just talk that fast? No, we didn't. <laughs> That's got Rich on the other side of the glass. Rich is laughing, thinking he's got us screwed up now. Good job, Rich. Proud of you. So your top ten in points, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, William Byron, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, Brad Keselowski, Chris Busher, who we had on the show just last week, was... Uh, Episode 84, I believe, my Chris Busher, as this is episode 85. Ross Chastain, Ryan Blaney, Kevin Harvick, your top 10. Going into Daytona, that is. You know, I'm going to back you up because I think it's pretty highlighting news uh, because it's, it's, it's gravitated to a lot of conversation uh, about Denny Hamlin, who's second in points. And I, I spoke with Dave Alpern, who is the president of JGR, and he's going to come on our show in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. We just got to determine the right Tuesday for him to come on. And he didn't mention this, but if you've been paying attention, there's a lot of talk, a lot of talk about the 2311 team that Denny Hamlin owns switching to Fords. Supposedly there was a business meeting in Detroit, and everyone – you know, that conversation took place, of course, behind closed doors. People seen them all getting together and talking, going in a motorhome or a trailer or whatever. Then, if you remember, not too long ago, we heard Dave Wilson from Toyota go, oh, yes, 100% for sure, Denny Hamlin will be back with Toyota. Mm -hmm. Right? Going to sign his contract right then. He hasn't signed his contract. No and, I, and, I'm, and I'm told that in his contract, and this is coming from various sources, so don't anybody go, oh, you told for his fact, uh, that Denny Hamlin's contract reads that if he's going to drive for Joe Gibbs Racing, his own ownership team has to be a Toyota. No kidding. It can't be something else. And if it chooses to be something else, he can't drive for Joe Gibbs Racing. Right. Right? So, And he hasn't signed up yet. Yeah. So I mean, I, I can imagine that's a conflict of interest. A lot of conversation. Yeah. So going into uh, – there's more than just Denny Hamlin's second in points going into Daytona, believe it or not. there's, It's all over certain media sites that, you know, it's got the Ford Blue Oval and 2311 already merged together. Oh, no and, kidding. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, uh, so if, if they were trying to focus on Daytona, <laughs> there's other focuses. But, uh, you know, that, that race this week, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but – I didn't interrupt because we didn't have anything scripted to talk about. Right. Uh, <laughs> that, that race at Daytona, besides the top 10 you talked about, there's like three races within the race. And I didn't realize that. So there's only 10. Sp Let's start with the top 10 you meant. Mm -hmm. There are only 10 spots of playoff points awarded to within the top 16. You got it? 16 got it. guys going to the playoff. But only 10 of those, the top 10, are going to get awarded playoff extra points. playoff points. Yeah. So, and there's only 16 points between like eight drivers. 
So those guys in the top 16, we're going to say top 15, okay, because mm-hmm. they're, they're racing their brains out to win the stages right, and to win the race because it's playoff points. And um, I was talking the other day. We were at Chris Boucher, and I followed up on some different things. And, like, Keselowski's in it. But if he doesn't perform and get any additional stage points this week, he could be beat out of all the stage points. And when they start the playoffs, he has none. Hmm. So there, there's more factors yeah. involved in it than just. I was the told numbers. there would be no math. That's there, well, that's all I'm saying. I I do like you do. I just look at somebody <laughs> else's rundown sheet. But we also talked that we needed to talk about something. So I thought I, I need to find intelligent stuff to talk about. Well, we'll find we'll dig some of that up. We'll take a time out here. We'll come back. All right. Hey, we did good. We're doing good. It's a good show. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the Speedsport Podcast Network, powered by MyRacePass and NASCAR Digital Media. Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace is teaming up with Mark Fick and Ford Lincoln on South Boulevard to save you money on your vehicle purchase. Right now, you can get $500 off any new or used vehicle in stock. Hey, Mike, there's a landing page online with all the info you need to take advantage of this offer. FordLincolnCharlotte.com slash Wallace. You can view inventory and more. You can even listen to any of the 80-plus episodes of Fast Car to NASCAR while there. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome back to the Speedsport Podcast Studios. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. My name is Jeff Kent. We're brought to you today by Mark Fick and Ford Lincoln on South Boulevard. The team at Mark Fick and Ford Lincoln works hard every day to be a community partner in supporting their customers, local businesses, as well as being involved in local charities and programs. Visit FordLincolnCharlotte.com today for your next vehicle selection, service appointments, or collision need. It's just you and me, kid. Me and Mike Wallace, we're talking uh, NASCAR. We had Kenny Wallace on segment one. That was fun. Happy birthday once again to Kenny Wallace turning 60 tomorrow. That was the new phrase, cocktails with cocktails Kenny with from Kenny. Cabo. <laughs> cocktails with Kenny from Cabo. I like it. Cocktails with Kenny. CKC. Okay. Cabo. Uh, Daytona 500 earlier this year, we had uh, kind of a surprise winner, I guess you would say. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won. I thought it was a big surprise, and I'm going to tell you why. First of all, that's the JTG race team that's been around forever, like a long, long time. Tad Geschachter, and Tad and Jody Geschachter owned it. Brad Doherty brought into it. Mm-hmm. I understand there's another partner or two involved that are, but uh, that team is, you know, has been known for years to have average performance. They always have great sponsorships on the car because Tad's a really good marketing guy. And there was a big storyline going in, far as I'm concerned, in that team is that, you know, they got rid of Brian Patty. Brian had been on our show. Right. And he went over to, to Kyle Bush, But uh, they were rolling into Daytona with a new crew chief, new program. And here they win the race, and they locked themselves in the playoffs for their first time ever. What a big deal that was. For, it was a big deal. I mean, you know, winning at Daytona is a big deal. Uh, uh, winning at Daytona, but locking yourself in because, again, I've, I've known Tad for many, many years, 20 years, over 20 years, and he's a guy that can take and capitalize on all those things. He went to his sponsors. You know, Kroger's is a big sponsor of theirs. Right. And pulled in a bunch of different vendors because they know they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. It was cool. And then one of the other surprises uh, this year, because we didn't know simply, I mean, we figured Kyle Busch would probably be a winner, but we didn't know because, you know, a brand new team and the whole thing. He was a winner right out of the gate at the Auto Club Speedway back in February. I think that was a, uh, a shut up the critics type win. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple reasons to me personally that that win was really, really a big deal. Uh First of all, Richard Childress back in victory lane. 
you know, right away, you know, and you got to go back to remembering back when Kyle Bush and Richard Childress kind of went fist to cuffs. Everybody, everybody says, remember Richard, hold my watch. Yeah, hold my watch, kid. Hold, not, not hold. <laughs> so he, you know, and uh, he was smart enough, and they claim it was because of Ty Dillon. Uh, they hired Kyle Bush, and they and Andy Petrie told me they're expected to win. They 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 know they hired a driver that has all the capabilities. So he goes out and wins the race. Uh, Kyle Bush proved how good he was, and and a, one thing that a lot of people go, well, what do you what do you compliment that for? I really like that because Lucas Oil was on their car, right? And Forrest and Charlotte Lucas had sponsored me back in my. 2005 days at Morgan McClure Racing. We had Lucas Oil on it. And they've been strong supporters of motorsports for years and years. They sponsored my daughter, Chrissy, my son, Matt. And to see them get due recognition on a national platform, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. I, that, was, that was as exciting to me as uh, those the team winning the race. So Kyle Busch over at Childress Racing. You know. Remember, too, our buddy Randall Burnett, who'd been on our show. Randy. Randy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, you know he's went back to Randy now. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Right. Well, he probably lost the, the British guy. He's yeah. no longer <laughs> with him. And then uh, William Byron, five-time winner uh, so far this season, got on a roll at Las Vegas, uh, winning the uh, Pennzoil 400 presented by Jiffy Lube. In fact, he won two in a row because he won at Phoenix the following week. You know, I uh, that's a Hendrick Motorsports car. I don't know William Byron. I mean, I know who he is. He doesn't. I don't think he knows me. But what I'm so amazed with that young man came from iRacing, right? Similar simulator racing to to get in Kyle Busch's late model, win races, got in her truck, won races, won a you know championship. Got in an Xfinity car. And he seems like a good dude. He's Every time you see an interview with William Byron, he's very well-spoken. Yeah. He says all the right things. And he's got that Liberty University, uh, kind of like a personal sponsor, supporting right. his effort. And he, he has brought the big hat to Victory Lane. Have you seen his Victory Lane big hats? I don't think I have. Uh, so he has a hat that fits him, but it's like three times bigger than a ball hat. It's really like it comes out just to a here. large brim. Yeah. It's a, it, just the whole hat. They've yeah. got the whole hat blowing up, kind of like a foam, one of those foam uh, Green Bay Packers deals. But it's got a sponsor on it. It's, it's, it's just good and humorous. It makes him kind of sound like a kid again. On to Atlanta. Joey Logano was your winner there. We expect Joey Logano to pick up a couple of wins every season. So yeah, we had no Tim Cindric on our show. You know, remember he talked yeah. about just how they takes that. So they expect to win. They expect to win every week. Onto the Circuit of the Americas, one of the newest tracks on uh, on the NASCAR circuit. Road course, Tyler Reddick was your winner. I think that was a big story. And the reason I think it's a big story is Tyler Reddick has proved he's fast. He's won back-to-back Xfinity championships a couple years ago. He goes over and leaves Richard Childress, which has shocked everybody. Went to 23-11, and, uh, which is the team that, you know, Michael Jordan, that's mm-hmm. the first name, and Denny Hamlin own. And it, for everybody that knows, because I've had people ask me this literally the last few weeks, they go, what does 2311 stand for? I said, it's simple. That's the number that Michael Jordan made famous, mm-hmm. 23, and 11 has been Denny Hamlin's full-time, lifetime cups number. So it kind of is cool sounding, 2311. Yeah. You know, didn't have to, they're just using numbers. It's a cool name. And uh, so that locked them into the playoffs. you got to remember, all these early races, Jeff, locks the team in right. then they they don't have pressure on them to to win you gotta like that yeah early april we raced at richmond kyle larson your winner well you know i'd like to make some big story up about that but that's become almost a uh you expect him to win almost wherever he goes i mean uh, think about kyle larson we had rico abreu on a couple weeks ago and we him and larson did. grew up together and we right. i talked to rico after the show i called him just Thanked him for coming on, and we got talking about Kyle Larson more than we did on the show. He said, "Mike, you just don't realize how talented the guy is. It doesn't matter what he gets in, and he doesn't really care. Like he doesn't care what people think about him. Yeah. You know, you hear him say that, and you think, oh, yes, he does. No, he doesn't. He says, and he knows very little on the mechanical side about the car. Like he knows how to drive it, but he doesn't know much more. And he's got. It's just a cool deal to see a guy with so much talent." behind the wheel 
prove that he's got talent behind the wheel. Mm. One of the things uh, that's kind of controversial in NASCAR, too, is the dirt race at Bristol. Does Bristol need to have dirt on it? I don't think so. I'm a race fan for a long time. Christopher Bell was your winner at the Bristol Dirt Race this year. Well, I think if um, we were guests of the, the Speedway and in, in the proper VIP box that night, I, I think you're going to get your wish, <laughs> and you won't see dirt on it again. Good. But we got, uh, you know, Christopher Bell, for uh, all the people that don't know. Christopher Bell was a, uh, you know, an o, a talent in midget, primarily midget racing on dirt. And he come through the Toyota program. And uh, so totally not unexpected to see or hear that uh, Christopher Bell won there. Right on. Went on to Martinsville. Kyle Larson, once again, your winner there. Kyle Busch picked up another win April 23rd, the Geico 500 at the Talladega Super Speedway. So, Kyle Busch running good yeah, well, back they, in the spring. They, they ran good early in the year. They're, they're faltering a little bit right now. They're not – I mean, they're still running well. You know, you know what's hard about racing is that you just can't win every week. It's just not possible. It just – the cards don't line up, and – you know, I think we touched on it before the show started. You just teams go through seasons. You know, they they dominate year or two. They just win, win, win. And when the word win in NASCAR racing, I remember my brother Rusty. He, you know, back in the '90s, you would remember this probably better than me. Maybe it was the late '80s. You know, rolled off like ten or twelve wins, and it was like, yeah. oh my god, he won. It just doesn't happen anymore, right? You know, and it's so. Uh, I do remember those seasons. That was yeah. a lot of fun being a being a race fan. Yeah, all right. On uh, Monday, May first, uh, they ran a race at Dover. Martin Truex Jr. was your winner. Well, you know the good part about that—that's Martin Truex's hometown. His, his dad has a big uh, seafood uh, seafood fishing business. Yeah, he's a big fisherman. Yeah, and uh, Martin grew up right now. I mean, I'm talking not like a boat. I'm talking boats, big boats. All you, you find a lot of their product, I guess you call it caught product, in grocery stores around the country. Right on. Yeah. Remember the All Star Race ran at North Wilkesboro Speedway. It was it was just talked about everywhere, right? And then it was kind of boring. <laughs> kind of boring. Yeah. There was one car that passed. Okay, people. it was boring. Yeah, it was and Kyle it, Larson. It was Kyle Larson. And uh, <laughs> but I will say, I'm going to give you an opinion only because I went up there. I, I stopped there on Thursday. I was doing an appearance uh, up at the camping center up uh, up the street in North Wilkesboro, and I went in there, and it was a buzz. Everybody was talking about we're back at North Wilkesboro. Yeah, it was a huge buzz. And the buzz was great, and the, the facility outside and inside of the racing surface looked really good. But I certainly hope, I, I, I can't say I'm going to help pay for it, because I hope they get more government money, whatever they need to do, but I certainly hope they pave that place. They will. They just got to, because it, it just, it, it, because the way it was paved or patched, there was patches down low in the corners. So everybody was running the bottom of the racetrack to try to grab grip out right. of those patches. Now we just need to do some really, like, cool semi, what I call compound banking, where, you you know, like it's 7 degrees and then 14 degrees and then 21, three different lanes that way you can make it really raceable. But Wilkesboro's back. People supported it well. A lot of buzz up in that area. Good friend of mine, Terry Parsons. Who was, uh, was Benny Parsons' wife? Uh, she was very instrumental in helping getting that racetrack uh, back up and open. And so, congratulations, Terry Parsons, on that. Yeah, fun to see. On to the Coke 600. Ryan Blaney, your winner. Kyle Bush picked up another win. Uh, Mike at Worldwide Technology Raceway in the Enjoy Illinois 300. That's uh, actually in Illinois, but we call it St. Louis. Louis. Yeah. That, we used to call that. They used to call it Gateway. Uh, literally, you look from the infield across the front straightaway, and there's the St. Louis, you know, the Gateway to Arch. And uh, I grew up in that 
part of the country, race Tri-City Speedway right down the street. Who won that race that day? Right on. That was Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Do you, do you remember the controversy in that race between Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin? I don't. That, that's been going on all season, though. Yeah. Rich, do you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that, and it looks like it's kind of settled. Do you think it's settled, or do you think this is going to roll over into the playoffs? Oh, they'll, 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 they'll rear their ugly head before the year is out. But what, for the people who don't know, what happened is that Ross Chastain was in his aggressive mode, and uh, I, I, he, he senses calm down. And he calmed down because Mr. Hendrick called him <laughs> and I think explained to him how racing works. And uh, because he also that day had upset the nine car pretty bad. So the nine car in 11th, uh, Ross had spun him out, or not spun him out, but worked him up the racetrack. And everybody messed with him. And Denny Hammond literally made him almost stop on the racetrack. They were bumper right. to bumper. He did the slow yeah. brake stop. They got three quarters of a lap down on the field. It was funnier than that. Man. <laughs> I was the, there. It, it, was, it was hilarious. One of the other highlights of the season so far this year, the Grant Park 220 Chicago Street Race. And they ran into some weather issues. But other than that, Though, it was entertaining. Again, huge buzz. Yeah, a lot of buzz, wasn't there? A lot of buzz. You, and your winner, Shane Van Giesenbergen. SVG. <laughs> That's so much easier to say. Yeah, yeah. everybody everybody <laughs> says SVG. And then there was, the, you know, all the people, all different medias. There was this kind of contest going around. Who could pronounce his name properly? Not the best, just properly. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of broke up. But I think that, that race, again, was... Uh, Man, kind of like North Wilkesboro, ton of, ton of hype. Uh, you know, we've had Steve Phelps on our show that talked about the, the gamble of what they're going to do, you know, race-wise. Steve Phelps, the president of NASCAR, and uh, it, it was exciting. Big deal. Big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. So we get ready to uh, go to Daytona this weekend. We know uh, we know the top 16, we know the top 10, but I guess that could all change. Somebody needs a win, right, to get in, like Chase Elliott or... Alex Bowman, like let's take a moment, let's come back, and we'll finish up talking about the challenges that all these guys are going to have in Daytona and who's in the challenge and what's what's at stake. 10 4, you're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, powered by My Race Pass and NASCAR Digital Media. Hi, it's Jeff Kent. You need to get behind the wheel of a vehicle that's built tough with Mark Ficken Ford Lincoln. Right now, you can get $500 off any new or used vehicle that we have in stock. That's right, $500 off any vehicle currently in stock. To take advantage of this deal, simply visit FordLincolnCharlotte.com slash Wallace. Don't miss out on this opportunity to save big on our entire inventory. Get $500 off new or used cars, trucks, and SUVs at Mark Ficken Ford Lincoln on South Boulevard now. Welcome back to the Speed Sport Podcast Studios. You're listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace. My name is Jeff Kent. We're brought to you today by Mark Fick and Ford Lincoln on South Boulevard. The team at Mark Fick and Ford Lincoln works hard every day to be a community partner in supporting their customers, local businesses, as well as being involved in local charities and programs. Visit FordLincolnCharlotte.com today for your next vehicle selection, service appointments, or collision need. Just you and me, Mike. One more segment. Let's bring it home. Hey, and I wanted to uh, show you this. This was my Facebook memory, and I know this is a podcast. You can't see it, but uh, that was my Facebook memory uh, today. One year ago today, our guest on this show was Kyle Petty. Isn't that special? I, I look at the picture, too. It's Richard and Kyle. Yeah. And uh, That was a good show. I, You know what? I want to compliment you. And I compliment you every week off the air. Oh, you do? Yeah. But, uh, All right, go ahead. I really enjoyed doing this show with you, Rich. I've enjoyed doing But, Jeff, you're a talent, man. Oh, you, thank you, you very you're much. just fun to work with. And you're so, you do it so damn easy. Yeah. It aggravates me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've always said I put the FU in fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank I, you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach my grandson that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So one he of the started you... school two days ago, Jeff. That was a big deal. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I saw that too. Yeah. So one of the things you wanted to talk about was uh, the racing Xfinity Friday night in Daytona, Saturday night the Coke Zero Four Hundred, but trucks and Arkham Menard Series in Milwaukee at the famed 
Milwaukee Mile. And uh, we're going to talk about the Milwaukee Mile. Then we're going to go back to Daytona and talk about all the things everybody should watch out for down there. But I was fortunate enough to go to Milwaukee for many years with my brother, Rusty. He used to race ASA cars up there. Mm -hmm. So we were kids. I I consider us kids when we went up there. But uh, I got to – I was fortunate enough – Gosh, I'm thinking how long ago this was. 1994, I won the Bush Series race up there. Seems like forever. But I uh, won that race there. And uh, there are certain races as a driver. And at that time, the Milwaukee Mile was a prestigious race to win, you know. And uh, you mentioned it was the home of Miller Brewing Company, where my brother, you know, major sponsor was. And I wasn't a big drinker. But let me tell you a fact that I found out when we raced to Milwaukee. Because part of racing back in the day, Jeff, long before there was camera phones, recording phones, right. things that would get you in trouble today, <laughs> there was a bar on every corner by the Milwaukee Mile in, in West Alice, A-L-L-I-S, Wisconsin. And when I use the word a bar on every corner, I don't mean one on a four corner. There was one on each corner of the interchange yeah. section. There's, so there's four on this block. There's four on the next block. There, and every one of them had a good crowd in them. So uh, if you enjoy beer. So people enjoy their spirits in they, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They do. And right behind the racetrack, which is at this what they call the State Fair Park, which is right in town. I mean, literally, it's like you're in the middle of a congested area is the olympic uh ice skating uh where where the olympians like training center training center that's what i'm trying so i I think the olympians like beer too (laughs) as much as they want to talk about it so the racers love it the fans love it the racetrack and i'm really glad to hear that uh a NASCAR race is back at the uh, Milwaukee Mile. It's uh, it's going to be on Sunday. It'll be live on television. So everybody, uh, they're going to be done with the Xfinity race and the Cup race. Everybody, and grab the champagne of beers and enjoy the race. Champagne of beers. That would be a Miller High Life, right? It would. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you're in Milwaukee, so uh, a, lot, a lot of things. Uh, wow. I'm thinking about that. There's a lot happening in Milwaukee this week, right? Tomorrow night, even though we're not good at it, there's the big GOP debate rally. Oh, that's right. Going to be on yeah. television. The potentials of who's going to challenge Donald Trump for the Republican field is all tomorrow night in Milwaukee. So I understand the town's been a buzz. I thought it was all about racing, but there might be something to do with that. <laughs> it, could be, it could be the Republican debate, yeah. Yeah, but let's go back to... Daytona, just to realize all the things that are happening there. I, I mean, the the playoff field is locked up for the Xfinity cars, mm-hmm. but we go in to the race itself, and there are five big names. We call them five big names, but there's more than that. There's five big names that are trying to win the race that are outside the top 16 in points. Right. And they have the only way they're going to get in, they, they hypothetically can't point their way in. Uh, the, the, the only way one of them can, they, so it is. Chase uh, Elliott. Yes. Alex Bowman. Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. Ty, Ty, so Ty Gibbs is the only one that can, at this moment, point him his way in if the 23 of Bubba Wallace has a horrible race. Mm-hmm. And Bubba's been running, runs, been running good lately, and always runs good on the speedway. So that's uh, who, uh, who, who am I missing? That you three? Rich, you got anybody for us? You know, Suarez is Suarez. Uh, that's yeah. the other one. Suarez, and uh, you know, you think about that, and those like they're they all expected to be in the playoffs. Like, wonder who expected not to be in the playoffs since they all expected to be in. But you know what I found out. This week, you guys want here here's how wealth of knowledge I am on a Tuesday. Okay, go for it. RFK, Roush Fenway Keselowski, is the only multi-car team going into Daytona that has all their cars locked into the race. All being two. Two. Yeah. Now, now wait a minute. Now, refresh my memory on Gibbs. 
No, they, we got, st- they still got Ty Gibbs trying to that's get That's right. That's right. They got Ty Gibbs. That's yeah, right. So. I was wondering. So we got Bell in there. We got Truex in there. We got Denny Hamlin in there. I forgot about Ty. Yeah, okay. Ty. And so, and it's a big, come to find out, it's a really big deal for Joe Gibbs Racing to get him in. They're already talking about. I loved the conversations I heard people yesterday. All the major teams, Hendrick Motorsports, uh, that they're – 24 car is so locked in, you know, because he's winning all the time that Rudy Fugel yesterday came out and says, look, our what we are going to do, the 24 team and I as a crew chief, we are going to try to figure out how we are going to help the 48 or the nine win the race. We will push them all night long. We will push one of those two. No kid. We, we got to help another HMS car get in the in the playoffs. So yeah. I never heard anybody come out that, you know, like you hear these plans a day of the race or something like that. But this is Monday. Yesterday was Monday. And uh, they've already had the meeting and the, <laughs> and the whole, whole Joe Gibbs slash Toyota camp. I, I just I, I find that really disturbing because I, I don't like the fact that if let's say I'm a cha- uh, well, not well, maybe a Chase Elliott fan. If I'm a Chase Elliott fan, I do want that. But if I'm a William Byron fan, do I want my driver to, to be complacent to finish second because he's trying to push Chase Elliott to the win? That's where, and Jeff, you had talked about, and we have talked about times, teams, football teams. and things. This is where the team has a bigger precedence than the player. Yeah. Right? William Byron's locked in. I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'll be honest I, with you. It makes sense in the big picture, but if you're a fan and you, I mean, that means more bonus points. Yep. That but means a, a, but when, you're, bonus when point. you're head of everybody in bonus points right now and you sit there and you think about it and you go, you know what? Those guys are team oriented. They realize it takes a team. You know, they, you remember, the, I don't know if you remember Ray Abraham used to have T-shirts printed. And he, and he, I think he stole the, he didn't steal it. He borrowed the phrase from who is the great coach at Notre Dame, Vincent Lombardi? Am I? Or no. Just, no. Uh, uh, Newt Brockney. Okay. So I think that. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Okay. This is a Lombardi deal. He was so, the Green Bay Packers guy. Green Bay. Okay. I'm wrong. Notre Dame's close, okay. right? Okay. So. He took the word team, and you see it since then, but spelled it out. And you, there's two different ways to do it. Together, everyone achieves more, or together, everyone accomplishes more. Mm-hmm. And he spelled it out, and that was the whole deal of the 24 Rainbow Warriors back in the day that Ray Abraham. So they've just passed it through the Hendrick organization. And uh, I understand what you're saying, Rich, but— but who's to say that that doesn't affect, say, William Byron, if he's like, well, he could get those extra bonus points for that win if it doesn't help him later in the playoffs. You want to know I'm who's to say that? Mr. H. I was going to say it says <laughs> That's Rick Hendrick on the paycheck with a stamp or whatever, right. you know. But uh, here's what here's the plan, fellas. We know what the plan is, Rich. <laughs> so just get used to it the rest of the week. <laughs> okay, <right. laughs> because if the 24 is pushing either the 9 or the 48, on the last lap, he is not going to pass him. He's intentionally pushing him to the win. What do you expect we're going to see? I think that you're going to see a very, very aggressive race. I think we're going to see the whole field, because we were talking about playoff points early in the show, right. about only the top 10 out of 16 get playoff points. you got four or five guys outside of the top 16 that are f- literally freaking out right now because – no way possible were they not going to be in the playoffs this year. You know, Kyle guaranteed Chase Elliott would have been in had he not got hurt or got suspended for a race. He would have pointed his way in, as they call it, you know. And the 48, good possibility, same thing. He got hurt. Those are cars and Ty Gibbs. Well, I think that was a marginal thought. He's a rookie. I'm not, but. Because he did so good in the Xfinity Series. And it's a Joe Gibbs car. He was kind of talking to them the yeah, other day. The expectations he was ex- were there. He was expected to do it. Yeah. So, you know, summer race is always a wreck fest, though. So, I mean, you see that. And, and are the track conditions different during the summer race at Daytona as opposed to in February? I think, I personally think 
that is just the intensity of the race and the stupid pushing that goes on. We've watched two road races in the last two weeks, right? They don't wreck. They don't run into each other. Have every opportunity in the world to do it, but they don't. Now we're going to go to a place where drafting is really important, and we're going to see them wreck in the middle of the back straightaway right at the front of the field. It's going to happen. Guarantee it. They won't wreck in the corner where you're supposed to, <laughs> right? Or they might wreck in the travel, but and it's not in the middle of the pack. It's not in the back like it used to be. It's going to be the guy leading, running second, third, or fourth. It's going to get pushed by somebody with that big run. And get turned. And get turned. And it's yeah. like, oh, crap. Here, here it goes. The big one's happening, baby. But uh, You know it will. Well, hell, heck, Jeff. I mean, I thought we didn't have nothing to talk about, and we ran ourselves almost out of time again. How about that? There it is because of your talent again. <laughs> your yeah. talent prevailed. So we're looking forward to Daytona this weekend. That is going to be Saturday night under the lights. Yeah, and we, we, did, we did never hit on it, but, I mean, there's going to be a great Xfinity race there on Friday night. Right. Friday mean, night, uh, Xfinity, Saturday night, Cup Series. In Daytona, and don't forget the action at the Milwaukee Mile this weekend too. Well, once you once you get you some beers in the refrigerator, just for the, at least Sunday, you know, if you don't want, do you know, you else. might find this shocking, but there already are some beers in my refrigerator. I am so proud of you. So it's, uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it today. I lo- thank my little brother Kenny for calling in. That was cool. He was just cocktails with Kenny. Happy cocktails. birthday once again, Kenny Wallace. Yeah, good show, Mike. Hey, Jeff Kent, good show. Rich, thank you. (laughs) You've been listening to Fast Car to NASCAR with Mike Wallace on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, powered by MyRacePass and NASCAR Digital Media.